Folks, here we are. Don't leave it to the judges podcast. Back again with my main man, Patty Broken Skull. Patty, yeah. what's going on, man? So, uh, you know, we like to jump this thing off with a, with a couple updates. And you know, we've been—I said some things in the last episode that I'm, I'm fully regretting now. I just didn't think it was going to go that way. So, I guess we're just going to open up real quickly with uh, Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Oh, okay, um, all right. Let's do it. Jesus. So here's, here's what I said in the last episode. I mentioned how he got MMA fans back on his side because essentially we do want to see him lose. We want to see Jake Paul mm-hmm. lose. So MMA fans are going to vote and choose the fucking MMA guy, whereas YouTube fans and young people are going to take Jake Paul. So we were hoping for a redemption in the sense of like, oh, we can shut this guy up because Jake Paul's talking shit like Conor McGregor in you know 2015. I'm saying – Yes, we do need to get this dude a real guy. We need to have him fight a real guy because Ben Askren came out there in a stance like he was about to take him down. That in itself, you're already losing, my friend. Mm-hmm. You came out there with in a stance that's not of a striker, you're losing. You embarrassed yourself, man. But here's what I'll say. At least that Michael Jackson dude that beat up CM Punk isn't the most hated fighter in history anymore. I fucking hate that guy. Michael Jackson, that dude fucking stinks. People said that he just done comedy. He comments on every single one of Derek Lewis's fucking posts on Instagram. Like, bro, get a life. Get an actual I life. I didn't he realize talks, that. He's a fucking douchebag. Literally, look at it. He, he fucking goes, uh, bro, he's looking for clout. Mm-hmm. And I will say that at least now Ben Askren has taken the place of the most annoying, most hated fighter in history because that was an embarrassment. He should have never did that. I don't care how much money he made. He looks like a fool. Looks like a fool. He looked bad before he stepped in there. And he looks bad. He looks worse now because it, the, the results were exactly that. So what I want to say also is it is time that Jake Paul fights somebody legit. And all I can say is, why isn't Nate Diaz responding? Why doesn't he want to step in there? He's the fighter, fighter, right? He's the hands man. He's a slapper. He's going to stand and fight. He can take damage. I want that fight. If there's anybody else that Nate Diaz should be fighting next, it's Jake Paul. It's not somebody in the UFC. It's not a champion. It's Jake Paul. If you want to see that fuck, you want to see a real money fight. There it is. I was okay? thinking about this earlier. If I was Go Jake ahead. Paul, and I wanted to continue this, well, actually, I was thinking from if I was Snoop, and I wanted to continue to build this Jake Paul guy up, and everyone hates him, they want to see him get knocked out. Who would I have against him next? And I, my friend, think I come up with a good answer. Who's going to draw in more money than Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva? Anderson Silva, man. He's yeah. I mean, it's interesting outside of the age aspect. It's an interesting matchup for mm-hmm. sure, especially in a boxing ring. But you could even go as far as like uh, I think it would be a less less dangerous. You just keep building them up, and you, you don't want to give him somebody that's going to knock his ass out. I mean, you want it. You want it. People to think he's going to yeah. get his ass knocked out, <laughs> but in reality, you don't because you want to keep this money train rolling. You got a point. You do have a point there. The only thing is, it's just, uh, it's one of those. How is Anderson going to say? Because he's not a shit talk. And Jake Paul wants to play the game with him. 
You know, he needs somebody to hype the fuck before it happens. So that way when shit like Ben Askren goes down, it it is that much more extravagant. It is that much more intense. Like, Jesus Christ, he he slept that dude for the most part. I yeah. will say I'm a bit disappointed that the ref didn't let him give him another opportunity, you know, because he did seem to stand up kind of fast. I don't know. <laughs> I guess in the MMA world, it would have been over. Jake would have just been on top of him smashing him mm-hmm. when he went down, right? So I, I kind of want to address so that. I think. So uh, I, I really don't give a shit about Jake Paul or any of that. But uh, there's another podcast. Well, when me and you, when, when we decided to come up with this podcast, we're weighing ideas around. And uh, I was like, you know, weighing in, that'd be a good fucking name for a podcast. And I looked up Big John McCarthy has that podcast. It's like, fuck, we're not going to use that. Dude, fuck them. Should have used it. Because I tried to, I the last it's no secret I'm horrible at pronouncing these fucking names on the UFC roster. Some of these names, dude, you helped me out a lot with that. A lot. And you'll you'll see me struggling, you'll come in, you'll help me out. I appreciate it. So I'm like, you know, a couple episodes ago, I'd never listened to this weighing in podcast. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking listen for a little bit to hear him pronounce some names. Yeah. Dude, they were just as bad as I was, even though they personally know these people. And the whole fucking podcast was, all right, so-and-so is fighting so-and-so. Uh, they're just using their, their nicknames, basically. And, um, okay, well, yeah, he's a good fighter. Yeah, he's pretty good, too. It's like, and so the reason I point that out, because I turned it off after a couple of minutes, and I saw that there was a clip floating around. I seen this John McCarthy annihilates thriller promotions. So I fucking, I go listen to the clip. I don't know if you've heard it. And he was talking about, um, yeah, the referee stopped it early. Ben Askren's, he looked like he was stumbling, but that's the way he walks normally. I'm like, big John, the fucking referee it should not be their job to study the walking pattern of every fighter that comes before them. But, uh, dude, right. I mean, he's been he's been he's been a great referee. He helped set the rules of MMA. But come on, man, don't be calling out some referee. And also, one one thing he got me there, he was talking about how this is gonna ruin boxing, dude. Big John, there's no boxing enthusiast out there that's like, man, I fucking love boxing. I can't wait to see this great boxing match between this MMA guy yeah. and this fucking YouTube guy. It's no, no, it's yeah. entertainment, man. And the money's rolling in. Anyway, yeah, I would say if anything, <laughs> that got to me. Helping <laughs> this is helping boxing. This is benefiting boxing a lot because honestly, since, uh, you know, Tyson Fury and, um, <clears throat> you know, those Anthony Joshua and those dudes, eh, who gives a shit? Nobody. It, it's every 18. 18- <laughs> It's yeah. It's every eighteen months. There's somebody interesting in boxing. You talk about him for a few moments, then he disappears. That's what it is, dude. It's not MMA. It's not like that. So it brings us right to the point of saying that Kamaru Usman is like this enigmatic fucking champion. Let's be honest. He's not. He's not a personality. He's not a guy who's fucking ravishing on the mic. Ooh, he wears a cool suit with a nice undershirt. Phenomenal. Anybody can do that. That doesn't make you special. That doesn't make you a personality. Okay. Honestly, I would rather have somebody like Colby Covington holding the belt because at least he would be fucking entertaining. Okay. You'd remember who the 170 champion is. 
I don't remember. <laughs> Truth is, Kamaru Usman is as entertaining or is as valuable of a, of a champion at 170 as Tyron Woodley. I mean, they have the same exact impact. They fight the same way. He's just a younger dude. Who cares? Okay, give me somebody. Izzy is at least fucking entertaining. You see what I'm saying? There's a mm-hmm. difference between a Conor McGregor champion and a Kamaru Usman. Okay, there's a difference between Israel Adesanya and Usman. Nate Diaz would be a better fucking champion. You would know why he has the belt. Kamaru, you're just waiting for the next guy to take it from him. That's all it is. You only know that he's the champion when his fights, when the fights come up. Of that, you're talking about everybody else at 170. Everybody. He doesn't matter that much, dude. And for them to put out this fucking article like he's this fucking this personality, he's going to be on the View at some point. Stop, stop. Because truth is, we're going to be talking more about Masvidal in this in this whole situation than him, 100. percent And he's already fought him. He's already fought. And you already know how I feel about fighting somebody you've beat. But here's the thing with uh, Masvidal. He took that fight on short notice. So I'm excited about this. I said 100%, and I put it out there on the internet, and I said 100%, Masvidal becomes champ. This was their first matchup. This is the first time they fought. I said he will be the champion, and he didn't. So I deleted that. But (laughs) but, (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was Uh, just going to say, if you anything to make you feel better, you could watch his five-second knockout of Ben Askren. (laughs) The UFC record. But uh, hey man, so be, before those uh, those fucking thriller, uh, you know, ruining boxing matches, uh, yeah, the slap fight was on, and if folks out there, if you had been listening to this podcast, uh, I don't know about three episodes ago, you would have heard me talking about the crazy Hawaiian who knocked <laughs> whoever the hell he fought out. The yeah. guy, that guy is a character, man. He is a fucking character. Anyway, uh, apparently Snoop Dogg had watched the same event I watched and uh, decided he wanted to have some slap fights on. And I know it sounds stupid. Hey, yeah, they're fucking people slapping each other, some redneck shit. But, dude, at least you're going to see somebody hit somebody. It's guaranteed. And the crazy Hawaiian, that guy is a character. It's, It's fucking great. Well, it's the same thing. We're, we're the same exact thing we're saying here is simply having a personality benefits massively, because even the shittiest fighters, Nate Diaz, will still be relevant because they know how to talk. They know how to be remembered. You see what I'm saying? And Conor McGregor disappearing and coming back the way that he's doing, he's going to lose relevance. He's going to lose that character. He's going to lose personality, and that's fine because he's already, I would say, one of the more accomplished MMA fighters in history. But you know, back to the Usman thing. It's just like, let's do it, man. Let's 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 watch you finish some dudes because you're you're doing the Khabib thing. You're being a dominant champion in the most boring way. It's similar to the John Jones. You know, you guys heard me say this on this podcast many times. We're just like, I need a little bit of that WWE factor now. I think a lot of us do. We want our fighters to be, even if you're not a fucking asshole, be relevant, be memorable in any way outside of just your fighting. Because that shit doesn't matter as much as it used to. The best dude with the best hands doesn't matter as much as it used to. Okay? Max Holloway is as phenomenal as he is because he also knows how to be relevant on the microphone. He knows how to be a legit guy and be real. And people take to this. You see what I'm saying? Whereas there are people that still also like guys like Colby Covington. There are guys that worship Nate Diaz. And that's not because of success in the octagon. That's just because they have a great personality. It's worth following. And it goes to Jake Paul. 
So what I was saying about the Jake Paul thing is like, hey, yeah, he's 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 a relevant boxer now in the way of actual ha- actually having boxing skills is what they're saying. But here's the thing, man. <laughs> it's still just boxing. It's still just boxing. Okay? Don't stop talking so much, man. Also, you know what I mean? You're beating fucking old dads. This isn't <laughs> this isn't a success story. This isn't going to look even good on your Wikipedia. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a great uh, look who we beat in a row. Nate Robinson, then Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, who's he fighting next? Kevin Garnett? What's happening? You see what I'm saying? This is just a he's gonna end up fighting. You know, if Regis Philbin was still alive, he'd probably call his ass out too, just to have a personality in the ring with him. You see what I'm saying? But Jake Paul has this ability to where he could actually get legit contracts outside and and in real organizations i'm sure bellator and one have said some things to jake paul hey man what are you doing you come over to mma yeah, he's not gonna because i, then I don't have... think he would jump over there man and risk getting shown up <laughs> but i will i do want to ask exactly. you something speaking of jake paul i to me dana white had this reaction where hey look stop calling out our fighters uh i might have to do some kind of legal you know, he was like basically acting like he's going to take him to court or something for fucking calling out his foot. That is the wrong reaction to have. Fucking Dana, yeah. come on, man. Dana, Dana should Dana pick is- someone else. Dana said, you know what? Fuck you. You're fighting somebody that's re- that, that retired. Um, hey, how about, um, I don't know, um, Francis Ngannou. Uh, take on him. Here you go. We'll split the revenue, the profits. Yeah. See how many punches you can take to the yeah, head before yeah. you fight anymore, ever. Um, so I'm just saying, Dana should call his bluff. That's all. Yeah, I would say so. Here's some money. Come on in. You'll take one of our lowest fighters. Okay. You're um, invited so, to the Ultimate Fighter. There you go, <laughs> contender series. Um. So here's a weird thing that I noticed because I don't pay attention to Bellator like anymore. It's a geriatric league. But they do have Anthony Rumble Johnson now, which I thought was very weird because there was all these rumors about him coming to the UFC and fighting at heavyweight, and now he's in Bellator. Did you notice? I I haven't seen him fight one time. Yeah. Is this his first fight back in Bellator? I don't know, man. Bellator, they've been all over the channel. I was watching them when they were on Paramount. Then he went to when when he hooked up with the zone. There's just too many damn streaming services to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. Dude, now they're on Showtime. It's all uh mm-hmm. um damn, what's the promotion? Strike Force, it's all Strike Force. It's it's just it's the same guy, Scott Coker. Yep. Basically they brought him in the Strike Force. Strike Force makes some terrible decisions. And anyway, yeah, I don't know about Rumble Johnson over in Bellator. So remember, I was talking about his eye injury and how that was one of the more fascinating sequences of injuries. And then for him to come back and do what he did, you would just think that as far as relevancy in the heavyweight division these days, you would want somebody like Anthony Rumble Johnson, especially when you got somebody like Francis Ngannou, John Jones. It's a little yeah. odd that Dana wouldn't put that money out, whatever the situation was. Nonetheless, yeah, Whitaker Gaslam, uh, Whitaker Gaslam, just one thing. Who oh. cares if they fight for the title? I'd rather not see them fight Izzy again. <laughs> it I wasn't. Too. It wasn't a show. I, l- let's talk about that card that that, that just transpired. Uh, right. You were correct about Orlovsky. 
And it's looking like he's the veteran gatekeeper of the heavyweight division. Like, give it up to you, man. Yeah, I, I, oddly, here's the weird thing, too. When I first got into this sport, Arvlowski was this personality. He was this dude mm-hmm. that was so terrifying to just look at. You're like, this guy looks like a wolf, like a wolf man. And he's a heavyweight. He was like the most shredded heavyweight at that time, too. Just cut. Everybody else is a fat, you know, Tim mm-hmm. Sylvia type shit. And you see this dude and you're like, okay. And then he disappeared. And he fights Fedor. And then you're like, oh, Arlovsky's still relevant. And then he comes back to the <laughs> UFC, dude. I love it. He's one of these old fighters that does not look like he's, he's aged at all. It's so crazy to look at how shittily he was filmed before at UFC events when he would fight to now. You see what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. 4K. You know, back then, it's like you could barely see who the fighters were. <laughs> it's awesome, dude. So, yeah, I, I, I really do like that. Chase Sherman isn't shit anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I just I've said this story before, but I just remember Orlowski. I'm like, great, I'm going to get to see him. He's going to beat the crap out of Brett Rogers. And Brett Rogers just ran over him like a freight train. And yeah, where's Brett to that? Getting trained in prison probably right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Following so, dudes uh, in the bathroom and stuff. But, uh, Violent Bob Ross. Uh, he came through. God, no, no, it. he did not, man. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> it's weird that he won. <clears throat> I it's can't believe bullshit I mean. that he won. He did not. F- and when I heard him speak again, I was like, that is not the voice that should come out of that guy. <laughs> that guy that should not, not have voice. been happy how that fight went. Uh, okay, nah. you'd be happy you won. But man, deep down, that guy knows he didn't fucking win that fight. He's was he like no eight inches or nine inches taller than Alexander Munoz? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking Munoz was just reaching his face, man, cutting him up in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Weird situation. You split decision. You don't leave it to the judges. It was hell? There was three <laughs> split decisions on that card. Three. Yep. And they weren't all female fights. <laughs> <laughs> two of the three were <sighs> it speaks for itself at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> it speaks for itself <laughs> <It's... laughs> alright man 261 let's do it All right, let's, let's make these okay. picks I did it oh. yeah I, cre- you started a group I, actually I, I was going to say this to you before we recorded this but uh, I, had, I had made a group for the podcast and um I thought you had to make the group every single time, but apparently you can just go research, search the group and find it again. You got to join every damn time. It's really goofy, but uh, I will put your group in the show notes. So anyone listen to this, go make some picks. Join in on the show. Yeah, Join on the show. What's the harm? Exactly. Just look like a fool. Like I did with Jake Paul. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You put, yeah, that's because you put all your money on Askren. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that, and you know what's funny is it's not the first time Samurai's done this. He did it against Masvidal. He did win against Robbie Lawler, so he just kept putting money on Askren and it just did not pay off after that. <laughs> hey, the truth is, when you look at fights and you think about putting money on fights, Ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler is exactly what you should expect every single time you bet on fights. Because you put your money on Robbie Lawler because you're like, this guy knocks dudes mm-hmm. out. This guy's new to the UFC. It's over. Turns out he does beat the shit out of him for a while. Then he loses. It's like, yes. that's exactly the sport. But he, withstood, this sport. he withstood those punches. I know. <laughs> I don't understand. That's what I... So Jake Paul... That's what got me. I don't get it. I'm like, if Robbie Lawler can't knock him out, 
with with thinner gloves, this guy isn't going to be able to knock him out. No fucking way. But, you know, yeah. he's got that payday, man. You look like I'm a like fool. It. He's yeah. laughing to the bank. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, first fight here, we got uh, Johnny Munoz versus Jamie Simmons. And again, two guys I I don't remember. So uh, 10 and one for Johnny Munoz, 94% went with that guy. Uh, I got seven and three Jamie Simmons on this one. Yeah, well, I, I went with Munoz, but uh, this fight's actually canceled. So we can just Damn. skip right on through. <laughs> uh, this this card with the three championship fights, this thing is, when the hell is it going to go off, man? It's going to be... Uh, could be up at three in the morning watching this fucking card. Yeah. So, all right. Now the next fight we have two women, uh, two females. Uh, now Lang and Arion Carnalasi. But uh, yeah, I have a Carnalasi on this. She's uh she, she's actually five two where where uh Lang's five nine so she's got a big height advantage it, but she's she's had more uh comp, better competition so I just went with her. Yeah, um I got Lang. Uh, you know the the Aryan girl kind of has a Chris Benoit face. Oh man! I wasn't gonna say it, but I had to look at her hard. I was like, yeah, she kind of looks like that fucking guy. Anyways, <laughs> anyone listen to this? Uh, is stopping and googling right now. Just like I just scrolled up to her face as soon as you said that, and I'm like, damn, I don't even know what to say. He's right. I don't want to say he's right, but yeah, he's know- right. <laughs> and also, if you just know Chris Benoit, it's just yeah. All right. <laughs> So next we have uh, Quilang uh, Aori versus uh, Jeffrey Molina. And I believe Molina's from the Contender Series, Not if I'm right. Anyways, uh, 15 and 6 for uh, Aori. 25% went with him. He's obviously a new fighter. Um, I think Jeffrey is as well. So I went with uh, Molina, 8 and 2. Yeah, I went with him too. He's um, he's making his UFC debut, 7 wins in a row. Yep, he you're right. He's coming off the Contender Series. And yeah, that I went with him. So. See, so there's a reason when I remember their faces. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason that I remember him because he obviously must have done well. Uh, then you have, I'll do this one for you. Uh, <laughs> Kazula Vargas versus uh, Zhu Rong. And you know what they say about Zhu Rong? Two Zhu Rongs right. don't make a right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that one when I made this pick. Anyways, <laughs> I went with Zoo actually. He's 17 and 3. It's a lot of fights, man. Uh, Vargas with uh, only 14. 28% mm-hmm. went with him, though. Mexican fighter. I mean, these guys, they're f- usually fucking very tough. Mm-hmm. They can take punches, they survive. Uh, you don't even have the picture of Zoo wrong. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I went with him as 72. well, and that's because Vargas, um, yeah, I mean, he's got Ted wins. And seven knockouts, three submissions. He's finished all his wins, but uh, wrong. He's got. He hasn't lost since 2018. So ten wins in a row, and eleven of his is knockouts. So hopefully somebody like will it. get knocked out. 
We'll see. Yeah, we'll like see uh, there's a lot of unknown fighters here. Very early. A lot of guys I don't. You know what I'm saying? Well, all right, and then we got Dana Bajuro and Kevin Nada Navadi. Not not Vidad. Not Vidad. I want not Vidad. He's he's only lost to um well he's KO'd in his last fight to Miles Johns, his only UFC fight, but I went with him anyway. Okay, I I I'm going with uh uh Bot Gorel and um I'm not really sure why. I don't know like again, these are just fighters I'm not Yeah, these familiar with some of these fighters exactly there. They uh, don't have the most experience. But right. uh, the next fight, we got a featherweight fight, uh, Patrick Sabatini against Tristan Conley. And I went with Tristan. The guy's got nine submission wins in, out of 14 wins against Sabatini. Who's, he's actually got nine submission wins out of his 13 wins. He's making his UFC debut. So I went with Conley. Yeah, I like uh, Sabatini. We'll see what happens, man. This is good. I think this is going to be a good matchup, honestly. Even though they got eighty-five percent picking Sabatini. Yeah. Uh, but next up, we got some bigger fellas. I believe it's one eighty-fivers. Uh, Carl Roberson versus Brendan Allen, and uh, I went with Roberson. You know, the dude's only got what twelve fights. Uh, this is an, kind of evenly matched, forty-three percent to fifty-seven, with uh, Allen being the highly chosen one. What do you think, man? Yeah, uh, I, I went with Allen. Uh, both these guys are coming off losses. So someone's going to shine here, and this could go either way. It really could. This is this was a tough one to pick, but uh, I'm going with Allen. Okay, then we have uh, Dwight Grant versus Stefan Sekulik, or Sekulic. Um, I went with Stefan because he looks like a monster in his picture, and you know Dwight just really hasn't done anything for me. Uh, I went the same way, Dwight the Body Snatcher. Seven knockout wins, but he's he's two and two. It's he's just even his last four fights, and uh, yeah, Stefan, I went with him, man. He's he's actually even in his last four fights also. But that, that guy's got four guillotine chokes. That's what I was about wins. to say. He looks like a guy's <laughs> a wrestler. So it's striker versus submission guy here. This is this should be hopefully this is good. I don't like the. I used to write down like this should be a good matchup. But then every time I did that, wasn't a very good matchup. Yeah, it's like when Joe says this is going to be, you know, when Rogan says, oh, this is going to be a crazy, don't, don't shut, don't blink. You're like, what do you mean? I blinked a lot. It went five rounds. <laughs> so <laughs> next up, we got the uh, Brazilian Cowboy, Alex Oliveira versus Randy Brown, Rude Boy. Ex uh, Bulls point guard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where did that Actually, one come from? Uh, he actually was Randy Brown, was I believe. He? Yeah, he was a point guard oh, for the Bulls back oh. when Jordan still played. <laughs> what man? That's a good. That's a good reference. I have a picture of him right here. Randy Brown, number zero. What's up? <laughs> that's a good pull. People that like the Bulls are gonna like that. People that like Jordan are gonna like that. It's fine. Don't cut it. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's a lot of my stuff, guys. Don't let's don't trust them. I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I did go with the Cowboy here because. I believe he won his last fight. I believe it was a submission even. I'm not sure. Um, They're both coming off of losses. Okay, so yeah. Again, Oliveira was one of these guys that was, for me, like a lot like a Mike Perry until they fought. I believe they fought or they were going to. Either way, he was one of these guys that came in and was hot. 
and then he just kind of fell back, took a couple mm-hmm. losses. And I, I just think he's really got something in him that could lead him into the top rankings. I mean, we'll see. I, I like much- him, man. He's entertaining. Yeah. And he really- uh, he's the Brazilian cowboy. He's, he's awesome, man. I, I like that guy. Hopefully he gets back on track. Yeah. I'm with him. So uh, next up, we got we got Jimmy Crute, man, versus Anthony Smith. 34 and 16. So you got 50 fights there for Anthony Smith. You have 13 fights for Jimmy Crute, who's 12 and 1. But 28% went with Anthony Smith. People are going with Crute on this, man. What do you think? I'll get your thoughts first. Uh, I went with Crute, man. He's the, the young and hungry, 25 years old. Uh, Smith has lost two of his last three, three of his last five. And uh, actually, I'm looking to him. Maybe he can become the gatekeeper of the light heavyweight division. I'm using. Let me use your term there. Or Smith. Smith. I'm Anthony Smith. I would say so. If he doesn't perform this fight, he he will be. There's not really anyone else. If he doesn't come in, he has to sleep. Jimmy Crew to be relevant. Period. There is no wrestling match. There is no submission. He has to put him out. He has to. Anthony Smith is on his last legs, man. And this is a young buck. This is a guy who's coming in. Mm-hmm. He's putting dudes to sleep. He's taking them down. So what I fear is a wrestling match that's going to last three rounds and no finish, and it's going to go to decision Jimmy Crute's way. So I also went with Jimmy Crute. Um, you know, 72%, like I said, also going with him. I don't know. Like you said, he's the younger fighter. Anthony Smith has to really show up for the because obviously this is a position that he's in where it's like this is a young fighter. If he steps mm-hmm. over you, you're you're – Stuck in this middle. Now, speaking of middles, we have uh, Uriah Hall. (laughs) Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. That's the middle. Um, Yeah, he stinks. I've hated Chris Weidman since he knocked out Anderson Silva. (laughs) I hope he loses every single fight. He, to me, is the Nate Diaz of the 185ers. Oh, wow. Um, How about that? I think he's out just in how much I dislike him. I don't feel like he's relevant. Mm-hmm. People, they keep putting him in fucking main events on these fucking pay-per-view fights. It's like, hey, man, stop talking into the microphone. Your voice is horrendous. Um, it's his accent, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Uriah Hall, he was a highlight real man when he was a young man. Yeah. Now he's an old man. And I feel like he could get a highlight here because Chris Weidman's got a glass chin. <laughs> also, Uriah Hall. And the thing I like about him... He comes out swinging, 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 man. He's got the knockout power. He's looking to knock out. Now, since I say, I do say that, when he fought his last fight against Anderson Silva, he was extremely cautious. So, I don't know. Maybe he's maturing a little bit. He don't want to rush in there and get caught. Or he yeah. had a lot of respect for Silva. But either way, I got him winning this one. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to knock his ass out. But. Yeah, I think uh, Wyman's lost five of his. He's got only got five losses in his last seven fights. Say it again. Say it again. Put some echo on that. (laughs) Wyman, (laughs) he only has five losses in his career, but unfortunately, they're in his last seven fights. Seven, seven, seven fights. Yeah, dude, he stinks. Uh, The most entertaining thing about Chris Wyman is Sierra Longo. (laughs) I wouldn't. Anyway. So we're moving on to one of three championship fights of Valentina Shevchenko, sorry, the women's flyweight champion versus Jessica Andrade. This, all three of these fights, man, I don't know. I just think uh, I got Shevchenko winning. I don't even think Andrade's got herself in a position to be fighting for the championship. 
That just shows you how desperate they are for females. She's lost two of her last three fights. Yeah. How, how does she get a title shot? Oh, Yunez shouldn't be here either. They just needed to put on a fucking thing that they're going to think is an entertaining female fight. And again, you're only going to see that in the Shevchenko beating the shit out of Andrade. You're going to see that in Weili Zhang beating the shit out of Rose Namajunas. <laughs> and we go to the main event. Let's continue on. Okay. I don't even have anything to say about it. Rose shouldn't be here. Andrade shouldn't be here. Period. Neither one of them, dude. They lost to each other. Why are they here? Because they're relevant female fighters. That's it. Every, look at the rest of the card. There's no other relevant fighters on the rest of this card. The main card is relevant fighters, and that is it. Everywhere else is people that you've never heard of. They needed the main card to be somebody's. Okay? So Rose shouldn't have – she shouldn't be a champion again. Andrade isn't going to be a champion. Shevchenko wins early. Wei, uh, Zhang Wei Li wins early. It's over for both of them. Step back down. I, I totally agree, <laughs> except for I have a less hate for Rose. I will tell you someone I very much dislike is, I guess she's still with them, her husband, fiance, whatever, the Pat Barry. I can't stand <laughs> that guy. He's, he's one of the few people that I think I would be able to take in a fight. Yeah, he stinks. You watch his yeah, leg kicks and you have him. That's, that's it. Yeah. He had, a, he had one or two. He was surprised by his wins. You could see it <laughs> when he would win. He was so what? What? Yeah, he's got <laughs> legs the size of my body and they're like tree trunks. And if they hit you, I mean, when he was younger, his first couple of fights, he had a lot of power in there. But as he as he kept fighting and everyone realized, hey, you just watch out for his kicks. You fucking you got him. You'll beat his ass. Yeah, I, I, I see Rose beating him up at home. That's what I see. She's bossing him around. Hey, pick up the trash. Hey, do the dishes. Fucking do this, do that. She's... <laughs> you know, one thing for sure in that household is they're both shaving each other's heads. <laughs> <laughs> Did that upset you? Did that upset you when she shaved her head? No, I could give a shit. I didn't know she... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like she came out of nowhere to me. I was like, who's that? I was just curious. You seem like you have a lot of hate for her. No, the only reason she's relevant is because Daniel Cormier wouldn't stop screaming her fucking name. <laughs> cause I'll tell you she, what, man, if my wife shaved her head and she probably is listening to this right now, cause I, I get loud, which I have on my little sticky note right here. Stop yelling, but it doesn't work. <laughs> if my wife shaved her head, I'd be very upset about it. Oh yeah. I but would say, Barry, shut the fuck up. That's what she mm -hmm. tells you, I'm sure. Go along with it. She also probably was looking for a way to stand out amongst female fighters. Exactly. Let's look like a dude. Anyways, um. but but you you gonna you can't stand out and be this badass female females and do it all just as much as men if you're gonna like try to sue for emotional damages and trauma when. The whole bus incident with Conor McGregor. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah, Michael Chiesa. Anyways, um, <laughs> Kamara Usman, Jorge Masvidal, here we are again. You know, I mean, Jorge's got thousands of fights, just so many fights. You look at the YouTube videos, he's been around punching dudes in the streets forever. I mean, his MMA record, it's almost like Kamaru's a new guy. He has 19 fights. Okay. That's a great championship record, 18 and 1. 78% went with Usman. But as you guys already heard, anybody can wear a flashy suit and wrestle you down. 
Okay. I don't want to see him. I would Usman has power to put dudes out. Mm-hmm. That's what pisses me off about these guys. Tyron Woodley has power to put dudes out. John Jones has power to put people out. And they won't. Because they're afraid of losing or getting put out themselves. It's this no risk situations, right? And I don't know. I think George is going to, Jorge is going to come in and he's going to, he really wants it this time, I think. And it's going to be a different thing. Kamaru is going to look for a takedown and that's just going to be the fight. It's up in the air, but I'm going Masvidal all day long. (laughs) Well, I'm picking Usman and uh, I just want to say, because I've noticed this happening recently and there's a thing now all of a sudden where it seems like the champion gets to pick their fucking fight. When did that become a thing? Because that is a, I mean, it just kind of snuck in on me. Maybe I'm stupid. I didn't realize it was happening. It's been happening the whole time, but I don't think so. It just become a thing now where the champion's like, hey, um, I know everyone wants me to fight him, but um, yeah, I'm going to fight him. He deserves it. Who the hell are you, man? You don't under promotion? It's just the, again, just the business side of it. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, what's gonna what's gonna garner the most money? And because of the COVID restrictions, you know, opening up, I think this is their way back in. That's why they got such lethargic, boring ass female fights coming up for titles in this same card. Mm-hmm. Because it's just again, it's just entertainment like the slap fighting. Okay. <laughs> this card is <laughs> there's a lot of fights on here that are sim- similar to watching, you know, a monkey play the symbols. Mm-hmm. All right. You're just going to be there for the moment. It's not going to mean that much afterwards. All right. This will be it's not going to change the ranking. Interesting to see that this card will be the first card they've had back with the. They're saying it's a sellout crowd, so we'll yeah. we'll see. I think it's at fifteen thousand. Yeah, that's what so, they've been saying. I mean, again, that's where I feel like people like Masvidal thrive. He wants the crowd. He needs them there. That's where Kevin Holland would be better, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just works in their favor for some fighters. Some, it doesn't. They have better, they can hear the coaches, they can focus, blah, blah, blah. You know, unless you're, you know, Chris Weidman, you can always hear your coaches. It's a, it's a so shot. I'm going to go on another fight. rant. I just had a flashback. Fucking Bob Ross, violent Bob Ross, who I want to punch in the face. When does this become a thing? Are you have, we talked about this before, one dimensional fighters, where fighters, they either stand up, or they take you down and set on you. One dimensional. That's mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Holland comes to mind. You can't have that in the modern day UFC. Well, no. I've seen to me, I've I noticed this trend a lot lately where fighters are, they're basically counter punchers. That's their thing. And violent Bob mm-hmm. Ross, that fight, he was getting tagged. He got cat. Even though he said after the fight that nah, yeah, I didn't get tagged. He said back, and let the small guy take a swing, and then he just uses jab when he could, when he wasn't getting hit in the face. And mm-hmm. that uh, I've seen quite a few fighters now that just they're counter punchers, they're counter attackers, and that's the kind of one dimensional to me. Yeah. It, you here's the bizarre thing too is when you see guys that are like that, like Kevin Holland, mm-hmm. and they still somehow end up moving up in the rankings because you would feel like everybody above him and that has also been in the UFC for this long shouldn't be one dimensional. You almost, it almost feels like you can't be 
And that they're always yet, like the cockiest fighters also. <laughs> and that's why they never become champion though. That's why you'll never see them even get a title shot. You got, uh, speaking of uh, Kevin Holland, you have Corey Anderson and Curtis Blades. Similar, exact same, exact same fighting style. They will never be champion because you can't get past that. It's like um, having a final boss and then having a, the boss right before him, you think that is the final boss. You won't get to the final boss because you can't beat the guy in front of him. That's all. It's, you'll, you'll be stuck right between one and seven in the rankings forever, much like a gatekeeper in a lot of ways, to the point where you move down to fucking 15 and that's it. You just you're stagnant. It's again, you're right. You can't be one dimensional and be that successful unless you're Khabib, unless you're Kamar Usman, right? So you have to find mm -hmm. somebody that can take these guys out because they are doing the exact same thing. You, you know they're going to. Yeah. But but well, well, Khabib, no one no one solved the puzzle of Khabib. Well, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Well, when that one thing of yours is unbelievably dominant, you can be champion. That's why Daniel Cormier had some success. Until they figured it out. Oh, just punch him in his head. He'll be it's over. Kick him, punch him, just beat him up really. Just keep it from going to the ground. You're fine. Alexander Gustafson had a real shot. You know what I'm saying? These guys mm -hmm. had real shots against Cormier. He just had a better game plan, right? Coaches. He knew how, he knew where he was going to be successful. And if you can get to that point at all, you can be dominant. And that's what Kamaru can do. That's what Khabib can do. The only thing is, is if one person can avoid that for even a moment, they can be successful. So Kevin Holland has those opportunities. If he can hit that guy on the chin early, he can be successful. Mm -hmm. He's got the power. He's got the, the moves, whatever you want to say. It's just different now because, again, like you're saying, how can a one-dimensional fighter get to the point of being a champion or even be in the top rankings? It seems impossible. Well, they can be successful – like you say, but as soon as someone figures out the puzzle, that's a template for more fighters to figure out that puzzle. But, like Chuck uh, Liddell is a example for me. <laughs> it's like Chuck had this counter counter punching style that was you could not stop him until somebody figured out that you could make him come forward. And yeah. once everybody started making him come forward, it was over. He lost every time every time. And even when you thought Chuck was going to come in and not go forward, maybe throw a kick get in there for a takedown. Not nah, he just came forward again, <laughs> made the mistake and went out again. You're like, God damn it, Chuck. What are you doing? <laughs> You're killing us all. Because <laughs> you feel so bad for him because he he's one of those guys. If Chuck never said a word, you loved him. Now, but, yeah, I'm not saying he was bad at speaking. Mm -hmm. I'm saying just the way he fought, his personality in the cage when he won, when he would stand next to people in his jeans with the mohawk, there was something about that character that you loved. Now they're giving these fighters opportunities every single time to speak on the microphone. Yes. Why? Why? They want personalities, dude. This was not a thing before. Mm -hmm. Fighters weren't no. talking on the mic after every single fight. Every fighter gets to talk to Joe Rogan. That's not a thing. It is now because they want to mm -hmm. find that guy who's like, ah, fucking, I'm crazy. I'll bite the microphone, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> they're looking for characters, right? It's so mm -hmm. bizarre. It's very WWE. And it is fun when they come out and they are successful fighters as well because that has to go hand in hand because unlike wwe your success is fully based on you so you can be funny you can be a great personality but if you can't go in there and win fights mm -hmm. and dominate you give a shit about you john jones okay yeah. i don't care i don't care if you never lose again finish fights dude that's what I, we want to well, see when you say that <laughs> I, think, uh, I think of the recent one uh, megan anderson 
where they set her up with two cupcakes to knock down and then build her up for the championship fight. And of course, yeah. it's, <laughs> that tells you how much they care about her. They cut her as soon as she lost. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's crazy. <laughs> so here's how you're going to know how much they care about Peter Yan if they give Aljo some other fighter <laughs> to fight. Uh, it's just getting weird. The, bu- it's a, yeah. the business side is taking hold. Now, if you're Jake Paul, you want to call out someone that's that's had success in MMA that's got a name but is not cannot box or is not known for boxing and that's what he's doing he's been calling out Cornier I don't think Cornier's responded so anyway yeah he's he's not looking for an actual fight no matter how many people say that he's he needs someone legit now he's I think he's going to have a real issue against an actual striker somebody who can really yeah. stand take shots and give shots. He's not a big guy like that. Ben Askren looked bad. Just we'll leave it at that. This is bad. <laughs> Folks, catch Patty Broken Skull on other podcasts. Are you hungry? Do you party? That's right. You got a Do new one party. with Trey Peacock. Yep. Weird life. Weird life. I'm at Couch Eats Man. I'm at Sandwich Bill on TikTok. I'm at Do You Party on TikTok. Find clips on YouTube. We're, we're everywhere, dude. You know, um, what else is the other thing? Uh, Patreon.com slash Do You Even Party. Get all of the episodes, all the past episodes over there. I think it's $5, some shit. I don't even remember. I don't look at it often, okay? I forget. <laughs> Too much is going on. <laughs> all right, man. All right. This episode has been dismissed. <laughs>